Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a kind review on iTunes. Also, there is a bi-weekly newsletter that goes out to your email box, and you may sign up for that on the blog in on the tab that says newsletter sign up. Thanks, everyone. And on to the podcast. Welcome to the 19th podcast of My Creative Corner 3. Well, life sure has been been interesting in May. It's always the feeling of spring and freedom and going places. And we've made a couple of short little day trips, seeing people and having lunch and all that. But it's leading up to this weekend. This weekend in the United States is Memorial Day weekend. It is originally a weekend that was called Decoration Day by my great-grandmothers, for those who want to hear a history lesson in my family. And Decoration Day was when everyone went to the cemeteries and you planted annual flowers on the um, grave sites of your family members. And my great-grandmothers all did that. And we helped them. I helped them as a child. And currently, my parents are the keepers of Decoration Day um, traditions and making sure that everyone at a specific cemetery in the town where they grew up in and where they are currently um, relocated to in the last few years since they've retired. And so they've taken over that job. Now, we've also taken the job of going to a small cemetery for my husband's family. We usually don't go on Memorial Day, though, and plant petunias. Petunias is our family's tradition and occasionally with marigolds. And they die every year in the winter months. So then you go back and decorate it again in the spring. It's also a time where the VFW and the other veterans places go and put flags and other patriotic um, symbols on the grave sites of veterans. So that's the um, history lesson in my family of really what Memorial Day weekend was when I was growing up. It was not until I was much older, the kickoff to summer. It has gone to me to being a big kickoff to summer because I think we as people got tired of all these heavy Victorian era holidays that were very um, sad. It was Veterans Day and Labor Day was in the fall. Um, that was never sad. But, you know, going through all the Veterans Day holidays and the heavy holidays and the heavy remembrances and all of the sadness and heaviness that some holidays can bring, even Christmas and New Year's can bring a lot of heaviness in your heart and nostalgia. And we've turned, my family has turned it into a celebration. It's the kickoff to the Highland Game weekends for the whole summer. It's the first one in Michigan. Then my husband gets to compete in this particular one. We've taken Friday off and we have Monday off. It's a four-day weekend and it's also the kickoff to my lifestyle vlog that will be on YouTube. I've done a few quilting videos and the um, how-tos in my machine quilting blog hop. There's a weekly summary on there and it's going to be a quilting and lifestyle vlog in I, I think I want to try to go, you know, 
once a week to twice a month at minimum. And over the summer, there's lots of things to record and there's lots of things to talk about, lots of things to see and do, people, and it'll be more interesting. Winter months, it's sitting in my house sewing and watching (laughs) snow. So summer months will be a lot more fun. So overall, that's the plan for the weekend. Hmm. And there's a little something that happens this week, a little bit prior to the weekend, which is my birthday. I've been pretty open about my birthday on the podcast because I made a quilt celebrating my birthday. The quilt is done. It's called Emeralds, and I'm going to put it on the frame next week. I wanted to put it on the frame and finish it right around my birthday this year. Now I'm going to do a practice piece and I have a quilt of valor to put on the frame first. Then emeralds is going on and then I have the rest of my customers. But emeralds, I've been thinking about it since I finished it in January and I don't really know how I'm going to quilt it. I've done a lot of learning about free motion quilting and I'll get to that in a little bit. So anyway, Highland Games, if you're interested, um, check out my blog and my video vlog on YouTube. We'll be talking about it. My husband competes in the master's group, which is the over 40 or 45, depending on which festival. It is a um, ancient heavy athletics events, which is basically um, eight to nine events in some places, as little as five or six events, depending on the Celtic festival. But they're all ancient Scottish Highland games, throwing the caber, the very long tree, throwing the weights for distance, weight for height, throwing a rock like a shot put, hammers. You have to do all the events. Some people think that to pick and choose and just do one event and specialize in it. No, no, this is a endurance. This is a long all day event. I sit in a tent as close as I get to camping, even though I live in camping capital of Michigan. I don't like camping Um, because I sunburn. So I sit under a tent like all of the people there with Celtic heritage. We burn easy and I listen to the bagpipers play and have a few adult beverages. And now I do focus on walking in between events and going about the festival, enjoying the sights and sounds, but I need to move more. So I'm going to take my knitting and I still have people that come and visit and stuff, but I'm there 12 hours and I really want to make a focus of getting 10,000 steps in (laughs) because otherwise I sit on my backside and I'm watching, videoing, knitting, talking and getting bored after a while, but I got, I've got to move more, way more. And while the sun is shining, um, I need to move. I want to get outside fresh air. So I'm hoping the vlog will help me achieve all that because I want to video it and walk around and record what's happening. So that is my big excitement and um, I'm making it a huge celebration because otherwise um, for some reason this year my birthday has got me a little down when I realize how old I really am (laughs) and that you really got to embrace it and celebrate it and enjoy it otherwise two days ago I was really quite nostalgia um, oriented and um, let's talk about that a minute. No when you have a birthday and you know that it's coming and you've got all these great plans to celebrate it and be uplifting. And I really want to embrace aging with a little bit of grace because when I was younger, I fought it. I fought it and I would get very upset and angry and shake my fist at the world, you know, about getting older. And I realized how stupid is it? There's nothing you can do to stop it. 
but in my quest for seeking some clarity in my mind about what fashions were like in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and looking at color combinations, and basically doing research for some quilts and patterns that I really want to get out of my head and down on paper, I went down a rabbit hole of 1984 through the end of the decade, and then I wound up doing 1980 all the way through the early 90s of fashion, colors, and um, researching swatch watches. Do you remember those? It took me down this rabbit hole of nostalgia of the 1980s. It was my decade in high school. I graduated in 84. You can do the math and figure out my age. And looking at the designs and the you know, patterns that were available and colors, the music, the bands, what trends I identified with versus what younger people are reinterpreting as being pop culture of the 1980s is different from what I remember it and where I lived in rural northern Michigan. I still live in the same town and I went to the school here where I live and before you think I'm really boring, I did really live an adventure and traveled around before that, before uh, now. And my husband and I moved around. So I, I've left Michigan and I've seen the world, but I, I digress. So so that rabbit hole took me down into this whole thought of my high school graduation was a long time ago. It's so long ago, I can't even do the math in my head without getting a calculator. Double check. 1984 till now is... 34 years. How did that happen? How did it happen? How did I get in this wormhole of a time-space warp to show up in 2017 when it certainly didn't feel like it was that long ago? And you know, those days, it's not like you really get down in the dumps or I just get funky about it and thinking, whoa, how did that much time go by? And then realize young people are reinterpreting my music, my generation, my fashion, and they're trying to put it into quilts and um, reboots, as they say now, of my decades music and my decades movies. And I, I'm sorry, but there's just some things you can't re- reboot like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You just can't redo that. You can't redo some of the iconic songs and iconic movies of the time. In fact, I, I watched um, some w- movies from, you know, high school and just beyond high school and I love them. I still love them. Um, you know, Willow, Princess Bride is, you know, still in the 80s, but later 80s. You know, Lady Hawk and, um, oh gosh, I could go on and on. I still love those movies. I'm not quite into all of the movies now, but all of that of pop culture and I'm thinking I'm old enough where I'm being redefined by another generation who want to define what they thought the 80s were and they weren't old enough to live in it. And it's really a weird thought to me. I did the same thing to my parents and my grandparents because I distinctly remember following a fashion trend when, oh, probably 1983, where we rebooted, so to speak. We refashioned all of the things my grandmother wore post-World War II. It was in late 1940s, shirt dress, um, long hair, wavy hair. It was like a reinterpretation of World War II era fashion and hairdo with an 80s twist. So I know we did the same thing. And I remember distinctly my grandmother having this conversation with me. So 
as Yogi Berra, the famous baseball coach, used to say, it's deja vu all over again. Deja vu all over again. Yes, yes, it sure was. So enough about May. It's always the time of graduations and weddings and busyness and all that gearing up for June. So I think for the creative prompt challenge, we're finishing up our daily prompts on the Facebook group. And into June, we are going to do a 30-day share every day what you're doing that's creative. And it doesn't have to be quilting. It could be painting, could be crocheting, could be creatively organizing your space or creatively getting exercise or cooking, whatever it is that sparked your creativity that day. Share, because I think that's how when we have accountability and we see what others doing, we give ourselves a little more credit for all of the creative things we do. Now, I purposefully do lots of creative things every day, but I'm going to try to share some of the more novel creative things that I do. So that's the creative prompt challenge on Facebook and I'm still um, the moderator of the group. The other thing is I still am blogging and um, doing that a few times a week. And I'm halfway through after next week's post of the Ultimate Guide to Machine Quilting by Angela Walters and Krista Watson is a book. And we are weekly blogging the takeaways of all the free motion quilting um, themes in the chapter. Now each chapter has a quilt pattern too, but we're not going to reveal those in the blogs because our focus is practice makes progress, as Angela Walters says. And we're really working on free motion practicing, what we learned. And I'll tell you, I had a couple of weeks of total disaster. And if you want to look them up, uh, yeah, they were so bad. The, and I didn't talk about this on the podcast, so I will now. Um, I took a, I don't know, it's about 24 inch um, eight pointed star block. I was making an oversized block and the points didn't come out right and it wasn't great. And so I threw it in the orphan block bin and I dug it out and I tried to quilt it like it was in the chapter called Directionally Challenged, which used continuous curves in triangles and um, flower-like continuous curves in the setting triangles of the star. Mine was so bad. And I picked a really white thread for contrast to try to video it, which is horrific on the top. And I used a bright orange on the back. And the only thing that was good about it was the stipple in the middle. which was one of the first things I learned for quilting. So I was pretty confident about that. But anyway, it's so bad face up that I can't hardly even look at it. And then, of course, instead of ripping the stitches out in the um, continuous curve floral pattern, I realized I did did not overlap my petals. And so they kind of have a, well, I was going to come out and say it. They look like cannabis instead of poinsettias. And there, I realized the error after I was done with the quilt. So then I tried to um, put little stitches in each leaf, and that only made it worse. (laughs) So anyway, the bottom line is that when you flip it over and you look at the back, it's not so bad. Top is horrible. So when I bind it, I'm going to bind it so that the back is the top because I could at least use it as a table topper or a um, diaper catcher or some horrific thing. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to bind it and use it for something. It's orange, so maybe I'll put it out for Halloween with uh, my centerpiece. 
Texas. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard about it when I was done because I'm thinking this is why it's called practice. So today I'm loading another practice piece and we're going to do quatrefoil. And that is like right in my wheelhouse. We're away from all the linear stuff and the ruler work things and the geometric quilting. We're going into all the loopies and swirls and curls. And okay, I've practiced those a lot. And I have a practice piece loaded on the quilt frame. And I'm going to go to town on that. And I'm going to be very confident about what I'm presenting on the blog and the video diary this week. So uh, halfway through it, um, by the end, the last couple of weeks, we're going to have a giveaway for the book. So stay tuned. Come back and visit the blog um, in the next over the next few weeks, five weeks. We have five left. And then the end is going to be a whole cloth um, quilt that I'm marking my own choice of design, not my own original design. I think I'm going to use one as a inspiration and then it will be stitched out and then the background fill. It's going to be a challenge piece. I'm going to also not make it real big. I'm probably going to keep it two feet and quilt it. But anyway, giveaway for the book will be part of our um, finale. So please come back and visit. Let us know what you think. Um, comment if you're practicing along or you choose to pick up a week and practice a certain um, lesson because it's been a lot of fun. So I've been busy with um, the blog hop. I've been busy also doing customer quilts. And then I've pretty much caught up with all of my piecing. And I realized one of my dear, dear friends um, helped me out in, well, it was around Easter time. And he had skills in repairing something that my husband and I, um, we just didn't have the time or the knowledge mm -hmm. to know what to do. So he came over and in 15 minutes with his master skills helped us repair something. And he just is such a kind man. He wouldn't take anything um, for not even a bottle of beer to help for the gratitude. But he knows I quilt. And I just looked at him and I said, well, I'm going to make you a quilt then for helping me. And he said, you know, the one thing I would take from you as a thank you would be a quilt. And I thought, what a quilt worthy person. He would appreciate it. He wouldn't let dogs have puppies on this quilt. And I also am very fortunate that I get scraps from a lot of people. And I happen to have a lot of tartan scraps from my journeys and knowing um, Celtic people in their kilts as well as people who make kilts. And so I'm making him a multi-tartan scrap quilt. I always call these, because they're really scrap quilts, so Calling All Clans. And he's getting a simple uh, four-patch Calling All Clans. And I found that working with these kinds of specialty fabrics, like because these are wool patches and cotton, and they, they quilt up pretty well. It's not perfect. Kind of like working with a t-shirt quilt and cotton. Um, simplicity is better. Um, I've done tessellating pinwheels or using the twister. And that makes a great quilt, but I'm for tartan. But this one, I wanted it to be simpler. and wanted it to be more focused on the actual plaids in tartans and colors with the dark green in the background. And it's looking really good so far. Um, I've only got a couple hours into it and I'm I've got about 25 blocks made and I would like to try to get um seven by eight is 56 so yeah 56 blocks that that'd be fun we'll see how far the fabric goes that's always the limiting factor isn't it I'm using scraps and what's in 
my stash. So we'll see how that goes. So I'm making that. And this summer, I really want to work on um, a couple of my quilts. So the emeralds is first. And then I have a couple of uh, quilt tops that I've made for Quilts for Cure. I would like to get those finished because by the end of summer, I'd like to stop at a hospital of, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, DeVos Children's Hospital and drop some quilts off for there. So if you have a quilt and you see me over the course of the summer and it's something you want donated to the DeVos um, cancer, pediatric cancer wing, let me know because I'm planning a trip there either in August or September. And um, summer is going to be a maniacal whirlwind. It always is with sunshine and getting out. And we have 11 festivals planned for Highland Games. I'm probably not going to make every single one because I've got work obligations and I've got um, some other things happening that I won't be able to go to all of them, I don't think. But it's great. It's just always great. And it's very inspiring so that's what I've been doing and what I've been working on and what I really want to do in the future. I'm kind of stuck and bogged down in my pattern making and that's why I'm just kind of taking a step back from that and thinking about it, reviewing a lot of things that I've done and trying to gather my thoughts on how I want to cohesively get a collection together. You know, it's really hard. I take my hat off to anyone who has ever written a pattern of any sort or tried to come up with any collections of ideas. That's, it's really hard. And if you work full time on top of it and your brain gets tired, it's doubly hard. So I take my hat off because I know there are lots of people who have done that. And um, so as we approach the weekend, I'm in getting in celebration mode. I've left the funk behind and I'm not going down the rabbit hole of nostalgia. However, it was fun researching the fashion and colors of decades. And I may revisit that again as I'm going through, but I'm going to have it with, with the lens on of color and fashion, not of what um, the 1980s was to me. <laughs> so have a little nostalgia and fun this weekend. Um, if you haven't watched, you know, a movie from, you know, a long time ago or from your high school or even listen to a record album, see how old I am, listen to music from your time. It can be a lot of fun, it can be lots of fun. So you have a wonderful weekend on the kickoff to summer um, as I'm celebrating it. And I hope that it doesn't rain on your camping. If you're, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a camper and making s'mores, I hope it is beautiful so you can get out and have a picnic or a beverage at a cafe. I know I'll probably be doing a little bit of all of that. And you can certainly catch up with me on any of my places online. Let me know how you celebrate in the comments below. Um, I just can't wait. It's going to be a fabulous summer, both quilting and personally. Until next time, quilt on.